and certainly heightened by the fact that we are the Jets. In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it in the Big Ten Championship. He's in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. And uh, Cleveland, Cleveland rocks. No, not as far as I'm concerned. Cleveland sucks. And Eric Fry. Kumbaya, and it's all good. And... It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in, welcome in to another day, to another edition of the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. What's happening out there, uh, people? We are the uh, starting lineup, and we, it's Travis Sparks, talking right now, is over to my working shortly, there you go, and uh, we are here for the next hour here on ESPN Radio, and we got uh, lots to uh, talk about here on this Wednesday, a lot of basketball to uh, hit up on. Of course, we'll uh, be hitting up on all the local sports action that happened there last night. Lots of boys of basketball, lots of uh, junior high of basketball as well at the eighth grade level uh, there that we'll hit up on. And we'll also be uh, taking a look at uh, last night's game for the uh, Illinois uh, Fighting Illini that was right here on this network. You may have had trouble or may have had to borrow someone else's subscription to try to find it and watch it watch it but uh you heard it right here on a 98.9 so no searching high and low for it uh we'll talk about that as well as again continues to be a a wild ride of the college basketball mm-hmm. season a couple of top five teams go down last night so we'll hit up on uh, that we'll take a look at what happened in uh, the uh, nba as well and I also thought it would be uh, nice to uh, take a peek at the uh, girls of postseason as the uh, seeds will be uh, coming out on uh, the next couple of days. And uh, they won't be out by the time that our show is on uh, tomorrow. But no. uh, I thought that we'd take a peek at that where everyone stands in their subsectionals and whatnot before we uh, find out the uh, seeds and the uh, brackets revealed later on in the week so uh, we'll take a peek at that as well as the uh, girls season is winding down here and only a couple more weeks left of the guys season as well before we find out the uh, seeds and brackets uh, for them as well in high school sports so uh, that's what we're taking a look at and whatever you don't get to here in the treasure show we get to end the podcast in some sort of a fashion uh, there and carry the conversation on over there in overtime. 
All right, so uh, let's get it started, and uh, let's uh, hoop it up, and uh, let's get it started, and uh, tip the show off with the uh, first segment we call First Things First. Before we get into the show. First things first. And, of course, we're starting off in a basketball. We're starting off in a college basketball. And I mentioned that Illini game. And that's where we're starting here uh, first as it was the uh, fighting Illini uh, taking care of business there. It was kind of a close back and mm-hmm. forth first half. But uh, they ultimately had some distance there towards the end of the half there. And it was uh, teetering on a 10-point game for the majority of the second half there, and the Illini got it done. Uh, they're a much better performance uh, this time around on the road. It was 87-75, a win against Ohio State. And no matter how you slice it, that's a, a quad one win for the Illini. And uh, they win this one uh, last night. And uh, Terrence Shana Jr. also finally looked himself after uh, coming back into the lineup, and uh, he goes off for 23 points as well and finally looked himself last night yeah illinois played a good game they they did what they haven't done in a while they played a good game from start to finish controlled the tempo and put away a team that they should have put away Mm -hmm. so congrats you did your job and uh, also uh, Marcus Damask had a, a good game as well. He uh, also had uh, 23 points as well, and he did that predominantly. He only made one three mm-hmm. in the game. He only attempted two, uh, but uh, the Illini only attempted 17 threes in the game in general. They only made seven of them, but uh, still, you know, 17 point or 17 threes on the night. It's kind of a little surprising that they took that many or took that few. No, that's three great, really. Travis, because I they still shot 51% from the field. So, as yeah. I said, you figured out, hey, the three ball is not working. We got to go elsewhere. We got to look elsewhere. You have to play smarter, not harder. And the Illini last night played smarter. Three ball is not working. Let's find other ways to score. Well, you interesting. don't need to put up 38 threes and make 10. The interesting thing about that is that Coach Underwood said he wanted to see more threes. So you say that, and then they go out and they only shoot 17 of them. And he came into the game saying he wanted to see more threes. So uh, that's very interesting. That's why uh, he is a coach who will never win a tournament (laughs) game. Uh, Come on now. Uh, But uh, also I thought uh, Ty Rogers had a a good game. Uh, last night as well, he had a, a double-double, 13 points, 10 rebounds uh, as well. And uh, some, uh, oh, I thought he had more assists than that. He only had two uh, there, but uh, he had a good game. And uh, Danger, Dane Danger finally uh, got some valuable minutes off the bench there. And uh, he played only 11 minutes, but I don't know why this guy's sudden minutes have disappeared uh, lately, but that's the most he's played really since... Uh, mm-hmm. One more minute than he got in the Maryland game. And the most minutes he's got was in late December uh, there against Fairleigh Dickerson. And then the minutes have fallen off uh, there. But good things happen when he's in the game. And uh, good things happened last night uh, there as well. So, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him. I'm 
again, that is why you have a coach that can't win a tournament game because mm. he doesn't know when to play people. And I mean, I could see potentially if uh, Danger doesn't fit the style or the fast-paced style that they want to play, but I don't know. I just think that. Hmm. I and Travis, I know you know, like like I said, you know, as as you said, I should say, quad one win, a good win for the Illini. You're solidly, you know, you're a half game up on Northwestern right now as far as making sure you get a double buy, which you know has to be a thing that. You know, yeah, obviously that's a goal you want to work for because you want to win the conference tournament and you still have a shot at winning the conference in general and, you know, everything like that. But I'm, I don't want to put this because I know Travis is going to argue with me when the (laughs) words come out of my mouth that are going to come out of my mouth. Uh Uh-oh. I want you, like I said, you, you know, you went through, oh, they did this and this. Great. You're supposed to. You did your job. Your boss isn't going to come in and give you a pat on the back every day when you come in and do the minimum job every day. When you do what you're supposed to do every day. I want to see above and beyond. Above and beyond. What what does that mean? I want them to beat teams that they should beat handedly. And they did that. 12 points is not handedly. Mm, I mean, I... I watched the I watched the game and I thought it was pretty handily. Still have six turnovers, fifteen fouls. You went to the free throw line twenty times, which is great. Shot the ball well. Only missed two of them. Yeah, that, that's great. That's great. You know, overall by a healthy margin. But again, you should do this. We shouldn't be surprised. I'm not surprised. Look, I, I we, we criticize them on the show when uh, they uh, barely uh, get by teams and they struggle to uh, win a la the game yesterday that we talked about, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just trying to appraise them, uh, yes, for doing their job, but I'm still trying to give them a props when they deserve to get props. So that's all I was trying to say there. Congratulations on giving them a participation trophy. I ain't giving a participation trophy. I'm just finally, it looks like, you know, Terrence Shaded Jr. is right. Uh, you know, he shot the ball a lot better this time, and he was uh, doing things. He blocked a couple of shots on defense. The, yeah. the defense looked intense uh, last night uh, for the Illini. I know the two guys did go for 20 mm-hmm. uh, for them, but nobody else was really a factor there in Thornton. Uh, one of their better players was a non-factor yeah, yeah. Uh, as well. So, and uh, from that perspective, here's what I'm going to say, Travis: consistency. Let's see sure. it next game. Let's see it the game after that. Let's go on a run. Let's start beating teams we should beat. Let's climb up the rankings. Let's climb up the polls. Right. Instead of being mid-pack where we've been, because as we've talked about, the top ten changes every week, hmm. and we right now are not in that top ten. Yeah, we're 14th. We were 10th last week, but then we had losses. It seems like once Illinois gets to a point, they kind of start believing their own hype and they fall back down a little bit. Yeah, I want consistency. I want to see this night in, night out. I want Illinois to be playing Travis to the point to where it's not first thing first. They beat a Big Ten team. (laughs) It's just ho-hum. We beat another Big Ten team. Beat them by 12. Another good win for the Illini. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, it's not just because they won the game and just won the Big Ten. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's not really a groundbreaking that they are first things first just because they got a win uh, last night over a Big Ten team they should be. But uh, here's, a like you mentioned, uh, an opportunity of uh, a stretch that we have uh, to uh, stack wins uh, back to back. You know, we ran through the schedule. Uh, there yesterday we don't know what we're gonna get with uh, Maryland I mm-hmm. mean we struggle against Maryland anyways and it's the there in their place uh, there so uh, that's the only game in the foreseeable future uh, really where we're like okay maybe uh, we can stack some wins up against quality opponents Travis which means I'm not including southern western Illinois Colgate Fairleigh Dickinson I'm not including those because those are games you just pencil in W's. Anything else is considered absolutely atrocious. <laughs> yeah. We have a winning streak of two. Mm. That's not enough. Because guess what? That'll barely get you through weekend one. Barely get you through, but it'll still get you through. Okay, so then you can lose lose after that. <laughs> so we can move the goalposts on uh, Coach Underwood more. That's going to be the thing. We're going to get out of the first weekend, and it's not even going to be impressive, but then we're going to lose in the Sweet 16, and um, there's going to be something to be mad about. So we can never satisfy this fan base either way, the haters or the uh, fans. I have said it since day one, Travis. I want to make it to the second weekend. If we make it to the second weekend, I don't care after that because I'm not expecting the Illini to win the national championship. One, the stats aren't on their side, and I'll get to that maybe in March. Just saw a stat on that. But two is the fact of I'm not expecting them because I don't feel that they're a top-four team right now or have been all season. So I just want to make it through the second round because if you're a top-25 team most of the season, as they have been, you should at least make it to the round of 32 just based on numbers. Yeah, and it's just more than just me being uh, an Illini fan, but there are other experts uh, out there that uh, do believe that this is a a quality team and that this could make a deep run in March to potentially being one of those Final Four teams. That's not just me saying that. That's uh, other uh, experts out there as well on paper, and I know that that's just on paper. you got to play the games. I know that, Mm -hmm. but there are people out there that are seeing the potential of this Illini team and – projecting it as such and i i agree with you travis i've seen those as well i want to believe those but i think back to the one seed losing to a 16 and i think back of the one seed losing to a nine loyola team yeah that team was supposed to make a deep run too on paper good thing games aren't played via simulations and paper that's right just ask purdue yeah oh yeah ask purdue just happened to them uh so umbc yeah and uh, hey they uh made it all the way to the final four there uh-huh. uh and uh, the next time uh, the illini are uh, back in action on the court is back at home at the uh, state farm center on a sunday there against nebraska uh there and that tip-off is going to be at 5 30 so that means our pregame coverage will begin at 4 30 
And uh, the uh, Sports Spectacular, powered by the IlliniGuys.com, will have more to say about this and uh, that game uh, coming up later on on Friday mm -hmm. uh, there. But after that uh, Nebraska game uh, to uh, begin the uh, month of uh, February, uh, you got a game on uh, February 10th at Michigan State. Uh, and then uh, three days later, uh, you got Michigan back at uh, Champaign and then back-to-back -back road games against Maryland, Penn State, and then uh, to uh, close out the month uh, there with Iowa and uh, Minnesota before a couple of big matchups there at the beginning of March before the uh, Big Ten tournament, of course, there with Wisconsin and uh, Purdue uh, there. Uh, but the Illini in a solid place of a third place right now in the uh, Big Ten behind Wisconsin and Purdue. So we'll see how it all shakes out in the next month for uh, the Illini there. And we'll take a look at what else happened in college basketball last night. Like I mentioned, two top five teams go down and take losses there last night. So uh, we'll hit up on that a little bit later on in the show. But we'll continue with the basketball conversation and we'll go more local. We'll go to high school basketball up next here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Hey, son. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just... I can't explain it. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at SoundItOutTogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. The new year is here. Time for change. Start a recession-resistant new career in the high-demand fields of IT, cybersecurity, and AI with My Computer Career in just months. Already in IT? Build your cybersecurity skills and prep for thousands of open positions employers nationwide are desperate to fill. Attend classes live online or on campus. Make this your year. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Financial aid is available to those who qualify, including the GI Bill. If you love to travel, Capital One has a rewards credit card that's perfect for you. With VentureX, earn unlimited double miles on everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges where you just check in and chill out. Open up a world of possibilities with Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. And now, Eric Fry Sports Center update. The Colts reportedly believe they could get wide receiver Paris Campbell back from injury before season's end. Campbell underwent foot surgery after catching a touchdown in the week six win over the Titan, tight Texans and has been working to return. lineup. Welcome back in to the starting lineup. Travis Sparks here, and that's Eric Fry stumbling and bumbling through the you Sports know, Center read. What? They, they need to get uh, similar teams that have the same name out of the same division Titans, Titans, Texans. and Texans. Hmm. Both start with T's. 
Get him out of there. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9 at the uh, game. Set up on uh, some local sports uh, there that happened uh, last night. And we have some high school boys basketball to uh, dive into here. And we'll start off here right at the uh, top of our page on our local sports tab over on our website, fmradio.com. Uh, and it was Altamont victorious over a Flora in a uh, grinded out a low scoring uh, affair here. They won a 43 to a 38 was the uh, final score there. Uh, last night, as it was just a uh, grind there against uh, Flora, and uh, uh, Altamont had the six to four lead after the uh, first quarter, and it was just a while before both teams could get going there. And it was about I uh, had them down for 335 was the first uh, points that Altamont uh, finally scored for their first basket uh, there, and it was kind of just uh, Flora. Uh, they ended up taking the lead at halftime there, and then uh, there at the uh, very end of the third quarter, Eli Miller hit a uh, three-pointer at the buzzer to get uh, Altamont back in front uh, there, and then they kind of uh, took control a little bit in the fourth quarter, but left the door open there with uh, some uh, free throw shooting that wasn't uh, on par as uh, missed free throws left and right there last night and for both teams, really. Uh, there, but uh, Altamont left the door open for him a little bit and almost coughed it up, uh, turnover, late turnover, but, uh, you know, they uh, got it together and got the ducks in the row and held on, and uh, they came away with the uh, victory. Uh, Millville, he had uh, 17 points to lead the way for Altamont uh, last night, and Eli Miller had uh, 12 points as well. Kata Miller was near double figures there with eight points. Um, and it was Young leading the way for uh, Flora. He had 14 and did most of the damage there in the uh, second half, I believe, uh, there. And uh, Johnson, uh, Trevor Johnson, had uh, 10 points uh, there. The only double-figure scorers there for Flora. Sometimes they don't always have to be pretty, and uh, it wasn't pretty uh, last night. But uh, Altamont uh, picked up the win. Uh, anyways, 15-5 uh, and five on the season they are now. Nice. So... Good win for Altamont. Like you said, not always pretty, but a win is a win. And I'm sure that's kind of what uh, Coach Niemergrieve was thinking as well. Win's a win. Uh, obviously, you got to go back to the drawing board, back to practice, and try and figure out what went wrong last night uh, so you don't do it again. But good teams find ways to win. Right, yeah. Uh, and it was just kind of uh, an odd atmosphere last night, really. I don't know why after the NTC tournament, but – Everyone just seemed to kind of have really low energy and kind of low excitement level. Um, but just there was not a lot going on, not a lot of juice in the building last night. Um, and it kind of showed on the floor. Well, could it be? And I, 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 I don't know. I wasn't there. You were. You were there for all the games. Could it be that just, you know, a little bit of a, I don't want to say let down, but a little bit of a letdown playing for third place on Saturday? 
kind of left a sour taste in 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 the mouth. Yeah. You know, yes, you won. It'd be it'd be worse if you would have lost, but you won third. But that that wasn't the game we were wanting to be in. Kind of kind of kind of thing. And I wonder if that possibly, um, you know, you got to give give the fan base a you know some time. Right. Yeah, maybe a, a little bit. And I know that uh, he was mentioning that uh, there was a lot of free throws that was kind of left short uh, on the night. And, uh, you know, he said that Eli missed practice uh, the other day and he missed school the other day. So uh, that could just be like, I don't know, maybe it's towards the end of the year, kind of the uh, dog days uh, yep. of the season. Uh, there potentially and and i'll talk about it more when we talk about the game i was at but uh, illness really hitting yeah. basketball teams so i'm wondering you know maybe it's hitting altamont school and that's why there wasn't as much of an atmosphere there right yeah potentially uh there uh it's back in uh, conference play though they're at uh, beecher city and uh, Beecher City has been uh, playing a better uh, as of late, and uh, they uh, were a pretty good performance uh, for the Bobcats in the uh, in TC uh, tournament. So uh, they're going to have to find the energy, and they're going to have to uh, find it on a Friday. They're going to have to come to play uh, there because they're not careful. They bring the energy that they had last night. It could be a close ball game again uh, there in uh, Beecher City. As well, and he was talking, and Coach Neighbor talked about it in the post game, just kind of this uh, senior laden team, and uh, kind of they bogged down offensively. It seems like in the uh, half court, and basically just like they have to figure it out mm-hmm. uh, there to make something happen uh, potentially uh, there. So uh, that also is a factor as well. Uh, other NTC teams that were in action last night, it was uh, St. Anthony winning over a KZ 61 2 46 There, uh, St. Anthony jumped out to the 11-6 lead, and uh, they increased that by two at halftime. And uh, then uh, they exploded there in the third quarter. 23 points for St. Anthony, outscored them 23-15 uh, there to uh, uh, take control. Uh, Schmidt, the MVP of the uh, tournament for St. Anthony uh, last week, he had 22 points. Uh, Wessendorf had a 13, and Brock Fearday had a 12 points as well. The double-figure scores for St. Anthony and uh, Casey. Uh, they were led by Kokenauer. He had a 15, and Richards had 10 points uh, there uh, last night for uh, the Warriors. And uh, so St. Anthony... They improved to a 22 and four on the season there with their victory over Casey. It was a Dietrich with the win over a St. Elmo Brownstown at 65 to 246. This will go a long way into the uh, for postseason seeding and being in the same subsectional there. Uh, Dietrich they got off to a great start, 17 to five lead after the first quarter. Uh, St. Elmo tried to get it into it there in the uh, second, but uh, Dietrich still had the halftime lead by a wide margin, and then 21 to 14, they outscored him there in the third to take control. Uh, Gephardt had a 21, and Westendorf had 11. Keck had 10 double-figure scores for a Dietrich, and Atwood and Colin Maxey were the only double-figure scores for St. Elmo uh, there. Uh, but Dietrich uh, pulling out the uh, win there, bouncing back after uh, finishing in a second place in the NTC tournament mm-hmm. uh, there as uh, the Maroons 18-6 and six on the season now. 
It was uh, North Clay, like I mentioned, after the NTC tournament, maybe finally starting to figure things out here as uh, they won again over Nioga, 69 to a 30 of 5. Is I believe that's the win number nine for the Cardinals there. It was a pain, a pain, a close win against Windsor Stustraws there. 62 at a 60. It was the uh, final, and it was a comeback there for uh, Pena, and that was also in overtime as well. And uh, Windsor had the 20 to nine lead after the first quarter, but uh, there in the middle quarters, Pena came back and ended up tying it in regulation there, and uh, outscoring them by two there in the extra session uh, there. And it looks like it was uh, Gracie leading the way for the Hatches. He had 16. Gurgle had a 15 uh, there. And he had four double-figure scorers, looks like, for Pena uh, there in the win in overtime. And it was uh, Mulberry Grove picking up the win over CHBC. You just talked about him, but uh, Mulberry Grove put up 82 points last night, 82-44 against uh, County Herrick Beach City uh, there. And we also had in the Apollo some teams involved here, Champaign and Centennial over Mattoon, 65 to 46. It was a normal community over Muhammad Seymour, 56 to 43. And Mount Zion picks up the win over uh, Taylorville. And that one was a 74 to a 39 final score there. So... Uh, Mount Zion it continues uh, their impressive run. They're 22 and one on the season. Uh, and last night in the, the uh, Lincoln Prairie it was Arcola winning over Heritage, bouncing back after uh, taking that loss in the championship game yep. in the tournament. Yep. And won over Heritage pretty easily, 69-20. Okaw Valley, the tournament champions over Blue Ridge, is 64-53. Villa Grove over Cerro Gordo, 49-37. And it was uh, Cumberland falling here against Arthur as the Knights pull out the win of 56 to 45 uh, there. And, Eric, uh, you were there, so what happened? Well, it, it, unfortunately, Travis, uh, just a uh, bad bad shooting night for the Pirates. You know, Cumberland ended the game 20 of 50 from the field, 1 of 11 from 3. Those aren't numbers that are going to get it done most nights. Mm, yeah. Um, especially your opponent shooting 21 of 42. Now, mm. granted – Arthur was one of nine from three, but right. Cumberland, as I, as I mentioned, dealing with some illness. Uh, so some of the, the key players, you know, whether that be uh, Cam Radel did not play. One of the guys who kind of leads that offense and keeps the flow going on offense did not play. Cade McMeekin did not play. Guy who brings great energy off the bench. Um, so, you know, you're missing some guys there. Other guys have to step up, but you're losing some of what you've had. Um, and then our, they just couldn't stop Nettles. Nettles was the man for Arthur Travis. Not one, but two dunks on the Ooh. night from Nettles. Threw it down two-handed twice. Nice. Um, and just, I mean, and to be fair to Nettles, he was getting beat up. I mean, he, <laughs> now, I think half the time he was tripping over other people's feet just trying to run. But, uh. you know, he he took a pounding last night, um, but still ended up with 23 points. Um, Hillegoss had 16, so uh, a, a tough one for the Pirates. Uh, they were down 28-19 in the second, only had eight points in that second quarter, and we've talked about, you know. But credit to Cumberland, Travis, they were down 13 at the end of the third, and they easily could have been like, all right, well, this is a waste. Where they came, they fought, they battled. At one point, it was down to two points in that fourth quarter. They got it back, and it seemed mm -hmm. like every time Cumberland had an answer, Arthur would come right back. Um, mm -hmm. And it was a full-court Arthur uh 
press that just caused 14 turnovers and uh, just did in the Pirates last night. But a big game coming up this Friday as Travis looking at the Lincoln Prairie Conference right now. Boy, oh boy, is it intriguing. We got some intriguing matchups coming up. Sarah Gordo takes on Cumberland, uh, or excuse me, Argena takes on Cumberland coming up. Argena, 6-1 and one in the conference. They're third right now. You know, Ar Arcola and Oka Valley just got done battling for the conference championship. They still have to play in the regular season. Haven't played yet. Sullivan just lost to Argena last night. So that's another game. And another team that the Pirates have to see. But Sullivan still has to play Okaw Valley and Arcola in regular season action. So the Lincoln Prairie is going to be very intriguing here down the stretch to see who gets the win. Mm, yeah, things are getting tight. Yep, yep. And and there. four really good teams at the top. And, and the one that surprises me right now is Argenta. Um, you know, they're, they're playing some good basketball. And that's who the Pirates are going to have to see uh, coming up here on Friday night. It will be at home. For the Pirates, but uh, then after that, Travis, two tough road games for the Pirates, Sullivan and Unity Christian uh, for Cumberland. So mm -hmm. uh, trying to get wins here as you can, and Cumberland trying to play spoiler uh, here with Argenta coming up this Friday night. Right, yeah, you know, if you look at Argenta, they're only 14-10, and 10, but that impressive conference record yeah. uh, there is where it's at. And that win over Sullivan, you know, gives Sullivan mm -hmm. their sixth loss. And, and like I said, Argenta's just Lately, they've been playing some good basketball. Yes, they have 10 losses, Travis. Four of them came the end of November, beginning of December. So they've really been playing a lot better. They had five losses uh, by December 6th. So half their losses came, you know, the first month in the season. Mm -hmm. uh, they've been playing really good lately. They lost to Arcola and Sullivan in the conference tournament for their last two losses before they beat Sullivan 60-48 to last night. So, like I said, they still have to play Okaw Valley. Okaw Valley still has an even tougher schedule ahead. Travis, they have – here's Okaw Valley's schedule. You ready for this? Uh-huh. Sullivan mm -hmm. on the second. That's going to be a tough one. Yep. Tri-County, which Okaw Valley should win. Then Argenta should be another tough one. Arcola. Yeah. And then they end the season against Neoga. Hmm. Those are some tough games down the stretch uh, for Okaw Valley. But, again, another team that's playing some really good basketball. Um, winners of eight in a row. Their last loss was to Flora back on the 29th of December. They have not yet lost this year, Travis. Wow. So Nice. Playing some good ball. Cumberland's seen them a couple times, and they blew the doors off of Cumberland every time we've seen them. So. Hmm. <sighs> but we'll see. Uh, except for the first game. You know, they started off Okaw Valley 0-4 on the season. Uh, but since then, they have really turned it around. Yeah, I'd say they uh, – when I saw them in the conference – or in the Thanksgiving yeah, yeah, the yeah. tournament, I was like, man, I don't know how they're playing so well, but uh -huh. they've figured things out uh, now and yeah, really turned it around. You take them out of tournaments, Travis. Let's see. Tournament-wise, they have one win in a tournament, uh -huh. uh, not including the conference tournament. But sure. just regular tournaments, they have one win. They have – you know, four losses. They're mm -hmm. one and eight yeah. in conference in, in non conference tournaments, and they've only lost nine games all season. Wow. Mm. So yeah, playing some good ball. Yeah, funny how that works. They out. just can't. They just can't do it in tournaments. Not tournament style. To, hmm. to be fair, the Cumberland tournament they took on Casey Dietrich and Cumberland. Well, it's so, true. Those are three pretty tough teams to face. Yeah. No, that's well, true. Maybe not Cumberland, but mm, and then yeah. of course the. Vandalia Holiday Tournament, which is always very difficult. Right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's the look at the LPC there. Uh, the uh, little line I there from last night. A couple of teams involved here. It's topless. Uh, went over there to a Newton and won there 43 to a 34. 
uh, Totopoulos had the lead after one quarter, but Newton uh, comes back there and takes the lead at halftime, and then uh, the Shoes win the second half there um, and ended up going on to win the game. Uh, Gaddis, only double-figure scorer for Topolis, 15 points, uh, but got pretty much some good contributions from everyone else uh, there. Uh, Beerman and Wolf, only double-figure scorers for Newton. Uh, Beerman at 12, Wolf had 10 uh, Lawrenceville won over uh, Sisney 77 to uh, 42, and uh, Satellite won over uh, Paris 45 to uh, 39. In the Central Illinois Conference Tournament there in uh, Clinton, it was Tuscola winning over Central A&M uh, there, and I also saw that uh, Clinton was victorious against Macon Meridian uh, last night as well. Uh, Trenton Wesleyan won over Vandalia 73 to 46, Ston over Mount Olive 76-15, and Paisal. One against East Hollywood River, 77-61. Girls basketball from last night had a couple of games here. Uh, Robinson won against Dietrich, 54-36. Uh, County Eric Beecher City won over Sandoval, 57-40-6. As CHBC got off to an early lead, a little tight there in the second quarter, but in the fourth quarter, uh, they outscored Sandoval 22-14 there. And Macy Rodman had herself a night, 34 points for the Bobcats to the victory. Uh, there, and in the Apollo Conference, it was uh, FEM on Senior Recognition Night. There, they won, ended up being by 30 against Charleston, 52 to 22. FEM got to go in early and uh, also held Charleston to only six points there in the second half. Uh, there, Martin and Wolf both had 11. Austin had 10 in the win for the Hearts, and uh, Allie Logsdon led the way for Charleston. She had 15 and. Nobody else really was uh, close to double figures uh, there. And uh, FEM only with four losses on the uh, season there. I believe they're 22-4 on the season now. It was uh, Lincoln winning over Muhammad Seymour, 74-24. And that puts Lincoln at 28-0 on the uh, season for uh, the uh, rail splitters. And uh, Taylorville one over Mattoon at 61 and two of 39, and that improves Taylorville to 21 and six on the season, and that also uh, clinches the Apollo Conference title uh, for them. They finished at eight and zero in conference play, mm. and uh, they beat Effingham uh, twice already this season. Once at the beginning of the year in late November, and then at the beginning of this month, uh, January 9th, they were victorious over the uh, Hearts uh, there. And if this uh, site that I was looking at is uh, correct, uh, FEM's only lost uh, four games all season, and three of them have come in conference as well. I know they lost to Mattoon, but I don't know if that was in the in the uh, holiday tournament or if that was in the regular season uh, there to count towards the extra loss uh, there. But uh, so Taylorville, Apollo Conference champions. On the girls' side. Congratulations. Absolutely. Congratulations to the Tornadoes. Uh, it was uh, Marshall winning over Arthur, 58-31. Alney over Lawrenceville, 62-37. And uh, Nokomis won over North Mac, 63-51 there. And we also had eighth grade regionals uh, from uh, last night there. We have the entire list on the website, fmradio.com. So uh, check out uh, the results uh, there. We got uh, eighth grade uh, continuing on uh, tonight, the Villa Grove Regional Championship between Salt Fork and Bismarck Henney uh, tonight. Uh, we also have the uh, uh, FEM Regional Championship with Rochester and Effingham at 6 o'clock. And in uh, Danville Northridge, it's Muhammad Seymour against Danville Northridge uh, for the regional title uh, there. 
Um, we have the schedule up on the website there to look at. And uh, girls basketball tonight, we got a, a good matchup here. Lincoln and Mount Zion. Uh, Paris hosting uh, Robinson. Uh, Macon Meridian at Hayworth. Uh, Piasol at Metro East Lutheran. And uh, Charleston at Olney. And Terre Haute West Vigo at Marshall as well. And the Central Illinois Conference Tournament uh, continues on as well there in Clinton this evening as well. All right, so we move along here, and we move along. We stay in the realm of local sports, and let's take a peek at the girls' postseason here and take a look at the subsectionals before seeds come out the next couple of days and brackets as well. So that's what we're taking a look at coming up next here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Brent with McMahon Meats here to tell you about this week's specials at our store. We have chicken breast for $2.99 per pound and our heat and serve pulled pork for just $5.49 per pound. Go to McMahonMeats.com or to your Facebook page for more of this week's specials. And remember, you get one pound of bacon free with a minimum $50 online order. McMahon Meats, where quality and convenience meet tradition. Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter storms including blizzards can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Winter weather can cut off heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare now for what this winter may bring. This is Sergeant Jared Purcell of the FEM Police Department, wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Texting privacy policy in terms of conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. Binges, blackouts, regret, shame, trying and failing to drink less or quit. Hi, I'm Jonathan, founder of Or Health. I know how scary drinking too much can be because I struggled with alcohol misuse for most of my adult life. But I also know that it is possible to drink less or quit. And medication can help. Now, Trexone is a safe, effective medication that makes it easier to cut back or quit drinking so you don't have to rely on willpower alone. I started Or Health to make access to Naltrexone convenient and private to help people like me regain control over alcohol. If you're ready to stop drinking or just drink less, text EASIER to 323232 to get a secure link to Or Health's private online assessment. Our licensed medical professionals will evaluate your assessment and if medication is right for you, prescribe it online. We'll deliver your prescription right to your door no doctor's office visits required tax the word easier to 323232 to get started today that's easier to 323232 and now so uh, who do you got in the super bowl who's the super bowl champ i got the bills and the buccaneers and i got until they knock them off i got the bucks again they repeat as a champion i think josh allen's great but not good enough to beat the uh, supposed goat the starting lineup. Well, Travis, I'm going to cheer you up. Are you ready? I got Jacksonville versus the Bears in the Super Bowl. On 98.9 The Game. 
Eric Fry Sports Center update. The Blues suffered a 1-0 loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets at Enterprise Center. Game was scoreless through two, two periods before the Blue Jackets scored the game-winning goal in the fifth minute of the third. Bennington had 21 saves in a losing effort. The Blues' five-game winning streak came to an end with the loss. St. Louis tied for fourth in the Central Division with 54 points and a 26-21-2 record. Blues head into the All-Star break and play their next game February 10th against Buffalo. The Bulls collapsed in the second half of their 118-107 loss to the Toronto Raptors at United Center. Bulls led by 10 at halftime before getting outscored 65-44 the rest of the way. DeMar DeRozan had 25 points in losing effort, while Io finished with 21. Chicago's ninth in the Eastern Conference at 22-26. Bulls visit the Hornets tonight. Other team news, Patrick Williams will miss at least two weeks with a foot injury. The Chicago Bears are filling out their coaching staff. The team hired former Panthers offensive coordinator Thomas Brown to be its passing game coordinator, while Chris Beattie will become the Bears next wide receivers coach. Brown was with Carolina last season, spent three seasons before that as an assistant for Sean McVay in Los Angeles. Meanwhile, Beattie was DJ Moore's wide receiver coach in college. The NFL has finalized the roster for this year's Pro Bowl games. Colts quarterback Garner Minshew is among the replacements for either injured players or those rostered for San Francisco and Kansas City. Other notable replacements were wide receiver Amon Rod St. Brown and Stephon Diggs and Mercury running back Jamil Gibbs as well. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center hits. See, it's all right. All these Pro Bowl snubs, we'll get in there with injuries. Yeah. And people playing in the big game. Well, don't forget, it's not a real Pro Bowl. Yeah, exactly. It's the Pro Bowl games. Pro Bowl games and That's a right. flag football contest. That's right. Yeah. So, Travis, you and your friends can be in the Pro Bowl. Mm, nice. Just go in your backyard. You could have the Pro Bowl right there. We could. We could. I mean, it's the same same quality that we're going to have. Yeah, maybe just slightly more athletic uh, people in the Pro Bowl games. Not that much. Yeah, probably by a wide margin there. Uh, All right, let's take a look at uh, some uh, girls' postseason subsectionals uh, here, how they uh, stack up before the uh, seeds come out uh, tomorrow. Uh, there in uh, Class 1A, uh, we have in the uh, Farmer City Blue Ridge Super Sectional and uh, the Monticello, or Monticello, Moequa um, Central A&M uh, subsectionals here in uh, Subsectional A. Uh, we got teams like Argenta, Red Hill, Saragordo, uh, Cowden, uh, St. Teresa, Unity Christian, uh, Central A&M, Neoga, Wins Two Straws, and the two host sites, Dietrich and St. Anthony. And that's what we also have uh, where Altamont is in this uh, subsectional uh, there. Mm-hmm. And like I mentioned on a couple of broadcasts, it's kind of hard to determine where Altamont's going to go here for uh, Dietrich or St. Anthony uh, because they're really uh, close proximity between both of them. So uh, it's really hard to tell uh, there. So, And it'll be hard to tell who goes where. Uh, you'd think that probably Altamont and St. Anthony are going to get split up. Uh, there, I uh, imagine. You would think so, yeah. Uh, there, so uh, maybe it's not all that tough to figure out uh, there after all. Uh, also, a part of this uh, same subsectional in a subsectional B is Arcola, uh, Okaw Valley, Heritage, Casey, uh, Salt Fork, Christman, Danville, Schlarman, Georgetown Ridge Farm, uh, Tri County, Martinsville, Tuscola, and Villa Grove, with the two high sites being Okaw Valley and a Christman uh, there part of that one mm-hmm. uh, there and if you scroll down at the uh, bottom the Oakville super sectional and the Nokomis sectional we also have some other teams uh, from around the area uh, that are down there uh, in subsectional B I uh, got yeah, uh, BSE 
uh, Chrysler Rock, uh, South Central, North Calais, uh, and Ramsey, Sand Oval. Uh, there are teams like that. Uh, they're in uh, 1A. Also, Nokomis is a part of that, subsectional A. Yep. Uh, they're in a 2A, and the uh, Tolona Unity is super sectional, part of the uh, Newton sectional, subsectional B. Uh, you got teams like Totopolis, Cumberland, Carmine White County, Fairfield, Flora, Lawrenceville, Marshall, uh, Hamilton County, uh, Mount Carmel, Newton, uh, Powell Hutt, and Robinson. Uh, they're in uh, Fairfield. And Lawrenceville are the two uh, regional sites uh, there for that one. So mm-hmm. it'll be a pretty good one. Uh, there were some teams there. Yep. Uh, subsectional A, you got uh, Arthur, Macon Meridian, Monroe Forsyth, Monticello, Sacramento Valley, Pena, Paris, Shelbyville, Sullivan, Tolona Unity, Warrensburg, Latham, Westville. And the host sites are Sullivan and Monticello uh, for uh, that uh, two regional sites uh, there. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, uh, in the Vandalia Super Sectional, right. uh, Beardstown Sectional, that's where a lot of the South Central teams are. Yeah, you have, like Carlinville, Gillespie, mm-hmm. Hillsborough, Litchfield, Piasol, Staunton, North Mac are all there, uh, with Staunton and North Mac being the host sites. Also, Roxana, Pawnee, uh, East Alton, Wood River, Auburn, and Alt Marquette are also there in that same subsectional. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, the uh, Nashville sectional subsectional B is where you find Vandalia. They're mm-hmm. down there with uh, Nashville, Greenville, Carlisle, uh, the Breezes, Belleville, Altoff. Man, Greenville too. Yeah. Ooh, good Pinkneyville. luck. Uh, especially uh, Modern Day and Central. Yeah. Uh, there, uh, Modern Day and Pinkneyville are the two uh, regional sites. Mm-hmm. Uh, there for that one in a two way. In a uh, 3A, we uh, find uh, FEM there in the uh, subsectional A, a part of the uh, FEM sectional in the Highland Super sectional. Uh, FEM's in there with uh, Civic Memorial, Centralia, Charleston, Highland, Mattoon, Alney, Salem, and a tr- uh, Troy Triad. Uh, there with the host sites being Charleston and a Salem for the regionals uh, there. And then over on the other side, the Decatur MacArthur sectional, you got some other. Uh, Apollo teams there. You got uh, Taylorville, part of subsectional A, with Jerseyville and Springfield Southeast being the host sites for regionals there, and Mount Zion and Muhammad. They are in uh, the subsectional B, and Champaign Central and Danville are going to be the host sites for the regional there. I'm a little upset, Travis, because usually we get the Apollo spread in all four subsectionals, and this year we only get three out of the four, so right. I'm a little disappointed. Right, and if you uh, scroll down there, the East Peoria sectional, that's where we see a Lincoln uh, there. It's going to be a force in a 3A mm-hmm. part of the mm-hmm. LaSalle Peru super sectional uh, there. Uh, Galesburg is uh, pretty good there, but that's really the only team that I know anything about uh, really in that uh, subsectional there uh, with a Lincoln uh, there. So uh, that's something to look out for, and it's Probably far away from uh, the FEM sectional teams uh, there if mm-hmm. they're going to run into Lincoln mm-hmm. at some point there. So uh, we'll know the seeds. Uh, they'll come out uh, tomorrow afternoon. Uh, the IHSA website says around 4 o'clock uh, there. So uh, take that for a grain of salt. I knew that you would like that. That's yep. why I mentioned yep. it. Yep. Uh, so And then the brackets will be revealed at some point on Friday. Uh, as well for the girls uh, postseason 
there. And we'll explore those when we come out in next week, for sure, mm-hmm. uh, diving into those as well. All right, so we're up against the clock, and we'll close out talking more about basketball, and we'll try to squeeze in some college basketball, NBA, whatever you don't get to here in the Trusher Show, we'll get to in the podcast. And that's what's coming up next to close out the show. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Get deals on what you need during MVP's bonus days at Lowe's. Right now, save $250 when you buy a DeWalt 12-inch sliding miter saw and adjustable stand together. Plus, save $710 on an LG kitchen suite and earn three times the bonus points on all LG appliances. Because Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. Select and varies by location while supplies last. Discount taken at time of purchase. See sales associate for details. Bonus points calculated before tax and fees after applicable discounts of any. Valid 115 to 126. Subject to change. Life insurance. Why are you putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think you don't need it? There's lots of excuses for putting off life insurance. But if you weren't there, who would pay the mortgage and other bills? With Ethos, you could be covered in 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at getethos.com. That's getethos.com. And now, the starting lineup. I'll tell you that it's going to be Jacksonville versus the Bears in the Super Bowl. On 98.9 The Game. Back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. We're only here on 98.9. We're just say a smidge, a bit a longer. Let's close out talking uh, some uh, basketball here. Let's uh, start out in a college basketball from last night. Like I mentioned, a two a top five teams go down, and one of them was number three in North Carolina. Look ahead game as they overlooked their mm-hmm. uh, little brother to the north or south, wherever they're located. Uh, Georgia Tech won on a last second layup and uh, stormed the court. Happy day there at uh, Georgia Tech. They upset number three, North Carolina there, 74-73. Uh, North Carolina looking ahead to the Dukies coming up on Saturday and took the L last night. Also, uh, Tennessee goes down at Rocky Top. South Carolina came in there and won that one, a 63-59 over the uh, Volunteers uh, there. Uh, it was uh, Kansas winning over Oklahoma State, 83-54, to uh, 54, so no problems there for the Jayhawks. Uh, Marquette won by five over Villanova, 85-280. Uh, Kolick goes off for a career-high 32 uh, in the win for Marquette. Uh, TCU uh, upset number 15 at Texas Tech. TCU is only number 25, 85-78 uh, there. Uh, Utah State at uh, number 17 over San Diego State, 82 is 61. Number 21, Dayton over George Washington, 83 61. Number 23, Oklahoma over Kansas State, 73 53. And uh, Colorado State won over San Diego State there, 79 to 71. Uh, there. Uh, also, last night in the uh, Big Ten, it was Indiana victorious over Iowa, 74 to 68. And uh, Michigan State. Their rivals, Michigan, 
81 to a 62. And how does uh, Juwan Howard still have a job today? No idea. Hmm. 700th victory for our side. Well, he has a job until he doesn't want it. <laughs> well, sure. Job for life. 7-14 and 14 now, and a 2-8 and eight in conference behind Rutgers. Ugh. They're only 2-6, and six, but 2-8 conference play. Ugh. Ouch. Well, the Wolverines there. A lot of L's here. Uh, they do have an opportunity to win on Saturday against uh, potentially before uh, Wisconsin uh, comes there to Ann Arbor. Uh, there next week, uh, so uh, that Does was he what make happened. The conference tournament, Travis. Uh, he shouldn't. He shouldn't. That's not what I'm asking. I'm asking you. Does he make it? Probably. Probably. Um, because they don't want to. Who's next? Yeah, I mean, how do you replace a guy that was a part of the Fab Five? Right. So yeah, I can understand that, but. It's uh, I think it's time to make a change, uh, there in Michigan, or just keep uh, just keep going until uh, let's see, uh, February thirteenth. Keep going. We need one more win against Juan Howard, and uh, Papa Underwood can uh, continue to grow mm-hmm. uh, there. Uh, maybe that'll be the nail in the coffin potentially. Uh, we got some uh, top 25 games uh, tonight. Number two of uh, Purdue is hosting a Northwestern, so this is in a Mackey. So Purdue actually have a chance here, though. But this is kind of intriguing if we could have some entertainment on uh, Illinois athletics. Purdue favored by 13-and-a-half. Hmm, I saw that number, Travis. I think it's a little big. It's a big number. It's a big it's on the <laughs> football field. Right. Uh, number 18 of Baylor against UCF in a Big 12 battle. Uh, Florida at number 10 in Kentucky and number one, UConn hosts Providence. Uh, UConn also favored by 12 and a half there at home. Uh, number 16, Auburn hosting uh, Vanderbilt and uh, Boise State is at number 19 in New Mexico. And uh, only other game in uh, Big Ten play tonight is Penn State up against Rutgers. They're at the Rack Jersey Mike's Arena. Six and a half point favorites are the uh, Scarlet Knights for the 3-6 and six Penn State Nittany Lions Ugh. and the 2-6 and six Scarlet Knights uh, there in the Big Ten basketball. Ugh. All right, so it looks like uh, we're up against the clock, and we'll have to uh, save the NBA for the uh, podcast, so uh, we'll talk about that uh, there. And uh, coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Carlin versus Joe. Following that is Freddie and Harry, and enjoy the rest of your ESPN Radio afternoon, and we'll we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Starting Lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in to overtime of the uh, starting lineup and uh, Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still here with you and we got some uh, stuff uh, to uh, clean up from the show. We didn't get to uh, NBA basketball so we'll hit up on a couple of things there because the uh, Bulls were in action Mm -hmm. and also they're back in action tonight. 
Yes. So I believe so. Back to back for Chicago, and uh, then uh, also uh, we got the state in sports history. We do. Yep. As well. Yep. Very well. So we'll get to that. And uh, is there anything on sports or anything that we want to clean up? Yep. Steelers hired Arthur Smith as their new offensive coordinator. The Panthers hired Brad Izak as their offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, the University of Tennessee is once again under investigation by the NCAA. ESPN reports the schools accused of violations relating to NIL. Case revolves around activity related to Spire Sports Group, which is Tennessee's primary NIL collective. The investigation is fundamentally tied to the football program, but many uh, may include other athletes as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Corey Seager, Travis, is going to be missing most of spring training. Mm. Left sports hernia repair on Tuesday. The Baltimore Orioles are sold. They're about to be sold, I should say. Uh, John P. Angelos has agreed to sell the O's to private equity billionaires David Rubinson and Mike uh, Argadi. Mm-hmm. Uh, $1.725 billion. Wow. MLB does need to approve this sale. And the University of Kansas football, Travis, is moving to Kansas City for the 2024 season. University officials announced yesterday that due to construction on the new David Booth Kansas Memorial Stadium in Lawrence, the Jayhawks will be playing all six of its home games in Kansas City area next season. Games on August 29th and September 14th will be played at Children's Mercy Park in Kansas City, Kansas, which I believe is where the soccer team plays. And then games on September 28th, October 19th, November 9th, and November 23rd will take place at Arrowhead Stadium. Mm, So they're going to play at Arrowhead. Hmm. I hope the Chiefs don't have a game Sunday. They're playing on Saturdays. Um, Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a conflict there. Do you think they get to put the the Jayhawk in the middle of the field? I mean, probably. And uh, as I told you about Kansas being – or Tennessee being under investigation – the states of Tennessee and Virginia are now suing NCAA over the ban of using name image likeness deals in recruiting. So they're all going back and forth with each other about it. It's just a big mess. So right. there you go. That uh, is Sports Center minus one other thing, but we'll talk about it when we talk NBA. So. Just a muddled mess. Muddled mess. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, let's uh, clean up uh, some things here from uh, the NBA. Uh, last night we had uh, the uh, Pacers and uh, Bulls both in action, and uh, they both went down as the uh, Celtics won over the Pacers 129-201-24. Uh, there, Jason Tatum goes for 30 points in the uh, win mm-hmm. uh, there. And uh, the uh, Raptors come to uh, Chicago and uh, they uh, take down the Bulls here 118 to 107. Yeah. Bulls uh, there was the, the half, but uh, fell apart in that second half. Hmm. Fell apart. Mm-hmm. Only 18 points in the fourth quarter mm. for uh for the Bulls. So <sighs> not great. Nope, not at all. Uh, elsewhere uh, from uh, last night here we have, it looks like we had the uh, Knicks win over the uh, Jazz, 118-2-103. Didn't even know he was a uh, Nick. Dante DiVincenzo goes for nine threes. Career high wow. for him. 33 points for uh, the uh, Knicks victory there. 31-17 and 17, uh, they are on the season. And I also thought that this uh, stat was uh, impressive that out of all people, 
Josh Hart had a uh, triple-double last night. Of course he did. And uh, the stat line is great. 10 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Oh, right on the button. That's your triple-double. Right on the button. How about that? The rest of the game, he was like, no, don't (laughs) pass me the ball. I'm not going for rebounds. I want 10, 10, and 10. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. The bare minimum to get a triple-double. But I want a triple-double on my name. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Ugh. You know, you got Luka, Jokic. They score in the 30s and 40s, and they have high numbers of rebounds or assists, but it's just flat tens. But it's still a triple-double. Uh-huh. But not good enough to uh, get on the top performers no. No. Uh, list. No. Not with that. <laughs> of course, that was Defensinto's uh. nine threes. Uh, there, uh, LeBron also goes down last night at the uh, hands of the uh, Hawks, but I don't believe he uh, played here. Uh, the Hawks won 138-201-22 over the uh, Lakers. And uh, let's see. Uh, actually, yeah, he did play. I thought that he was uh, questionable with an ankle or something, but he did play. He scored 20 points mm-hmm. uh, there, but not good enough to beat the Hawks and Trey Young. Uh, we also had the uh, Warriors with the uh, victory over the uh, 76ers, 119-107. Uh, Steph goes for a 30-7, and uh, Joel Embiid was uh, questionable coming into the uh, game, and he also uh, still played uh, 30 minutes, but I think he left a little early. Uh, there were only 14 points uh, there mm. in the loss to Golden State. So... Um, let's see. That was uh, was it from the NBA? I I do uh, have there. one other thing uh, f- from NBA. Looks like uh, Embiid will go an MRI on Wednesday. Yes, he got injured. Uh, the extent of his knee injury. Um, but one other thing for you, Travis, because it's now official, mm-hmm. and an announcement's expected to come today. They are moving the draft to two nights. So just what Travis wanted, first the NBA, his favorite sport. Now drafts, which as we all know, Travis's favorite thing, it's going to be two nights. It's going to be split into first and second rounds. So still only two nights, only two rounds, two nights. The first round will be at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. The second round will be in ESPN Seaport District Studios. So it's just going to be in the studios there. Um, yeah. The first round will continue to have five minutes between picks. The second round will expand from two to four minutes. So more time between picks in the second uh-huh. round, which is great. Great. Um, among the reason for expansion of the event, including the programming for television rights partners, the NBA and teams are hopeful that the hours between the first and second rounds will give more time to make trades and plan strategies for the second night. Teams have been frustrated with the chaotic speed of the second round and believe there could be more order to the process with the day between the rounds. Mm. Whatever. We don't need more days of drafting. Mm-hmm. Great. I'm done drafting. Mm. Two nights. Exciting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. So mm. I just wanted to – I knew how excited and how happy that would make you. So I'm oh, that. yeah. I'm ecstatic. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> about that. Yep. Uh, the uh, NBA tonight, I mentioned the Bulls are playing a back-to-back here, but they're flying out to uh, Charlotte to take on the uh, Hornets, and uh, Chicago's actually favored by five and a half there. Uh, the Pistons, uh, they're in uh, Cleveland to take on the uh, Cavs. Clippers are in Washington to take on the uh, Wizards, and we know how great the Wizards and Pistons are. Uh, Kings up against the uh, Heat. 
Pelicans against the Rockets, uh, Mavericks against the uh, Timberwolves, Magic in San Antonio, Nuggets at OKC. That's a, a good one in the West uh, there. And we also have uh, two games on ABC and ESPN. Uh, the ABC game is uh, the uh, Suns in Brooklyn to take on the Nets. So you got uh, Kevin Durant's return to uh, Brooklyn uh, there. And then you also have a return as well. This one is at a 9 o'clock tip. I don't think Eric's going to make it for this one. No. Uh, the Bucks and Trailblazers, it's uh, the return of Dame Lillard uh, to Portland tonight. <clears throat> so That is exciting, but I, I will check out the highlights. Check it out in the morning. Check out the ovation uh, for Dame in the morning. Yep. So uh, that's what we got in the NBA uh, for tonight. A couple returns. Now to their old stomping grounds. Um, one other thing, Travis, before we get to this day in history that I saw pop up on uh, ESPN that I wanted to, to comment on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is Mr. Jerry Jones. Oh yeah. Jerry Jones, while talking to Yahoo Sports at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, the owner and general manager says, quote, there's no doubt he could work with former New England Patriots coach whom he calls a friend. Quote, I know him personally, and I like him. There's no doubt in my mind we could work together. None. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, you have a coach, Jerry Jones. You had the opportunity to fire said coach and get Bill Belichick on your team, and you didn't. Instead, yeah. you're going to do a lame duck year with McCarthy so you can let his contract run out instead of firing him because you're a noble guy. So mm-hmm. you could have you could have had Bill Belichick if you think so great of him and think he's such a great person and a great coach and could so work well together. You could have done that, but you didn't because you have no balls. Mm. Ooh. Yeah, uh, this is just uh, Jerry making a comment and getting back in the news. He said he also said uh, he praised McCarthy. Said, "quote I thought we made a pretty good move four years ago when we hired Mike McCarthy. And he's had some great in-season success. Now he's come up short three times and advanced us in the playoffs. But I like that fact that he's hanging around the rim, and I like what the team has done to hang around the rim." So I think what the answer that I would have is that I'm aware that we're hanging around the rim. We're not getting the ball in, but when you hang around the rim, let's don't discount hanging around the rim where we are right now with the players we've got. And I'm thinking about it from the whole look. Hmm. End quote. You're a football guy and you're making a <laughs> basketball analogy. We're hanging around, around the, rim. the rim. We're around the rim. Hey, Jerry, how many teams uh, do you think win when they don't put the ball in the hoop and yeah. just hang around the rim? Well, not very many. Yeah, not very many football teams well, no when they're hanging teams. out around the rim. <sighs> Jeez. He also Jerry. said uh, that Belichick is at the, maybe at the top of his profession. But says it's ridiculous that one person automatically assures you a Super Bowl. Quote, that's too high an expectation for him. But he may be the greatest pro football coach of all time. Could very well be. He is a friend and I like him. And I want to make it real clear. I don't have any problem working with him. Mm. Then why didn't you make it happen? Yeah. And there's also something in there that tells me why you wouldn't make a move like this. Because if you make a move like this and you bring Belichick in, he wins you a Super Bowl, all the credit goes to a bill, and you just want the credit for yourself. It would take the credit away from you there, Jerry. Yep. So that's why you don't bring him in. Yep. 
and Bill, if he was smart, would not come in. Is the other thing. I, I, if I was Bill Belichick or any coach for that matter, I'm staying as far away from Dallas as I can. Right. That's not a place I want to be. No. Because yeah. you will always be second fiddle, and you'll always be questioned by the owner. Yeah. I'm always just so. this immense pressure. Yep. Hey, Travis, with that being said, do you want to talk about the Cowboys on this day in sports history? Yeah, what happened to them on this day? On this day in 1993, they beat the Bills. Okay. And Super Bowl 27, Troitman passed for four touchdowns. Emmett Smith rushed for 108 yards, and the Cowboys converted nine turnovers into 35 points while coasting to the victory. Dallas's win was its third in its record at six Super Bowl appearance. The Bills became the first team to drop three in a row. Hmm. <laughs> yep. Not the history you want to be a part of for a Buffalo. No, that was a that that was also the famous uh, Larry Allen. Uh, Larry Higby ran up from behind uh, Leon Lett. Leon Lett, mm-hmm. not Larry Allen. Uh, yeah. Leon Lett at the the goal line can't hold on to the dang football. Yeah. Uh, idiot. <laughs> uh, also on this date in 1999, Travis the Broncos beat the Falcons in Super Bowl. 33 to win their second straight title. John Elway, in the last game of his Hall of Fame career, passes for 336 yards, runs for a touchdown to earn MVP honors. The Broncos become the first AFC team to win consecutive Super Bowls since the Steelers won Super Bowls 13 and 14. But in 1999, Travis was not paying attention to that Super Bowl game because he was too busy watching Halftime Heat, which also occurred on this day with the Rock and Mankind, their famous (laughs) empty arena match took place on this day also back in 1999 nice yeah i definitely remember that more uh-huh, uh-huh. than the super bowl yeah i mean it, broncos and falcons I the, know. Only, the only good thing about that falcons team was jamal anderson and the dirty bird that's it Oof. do the dirty bird that's that's yeah. all i got mm. <laughs> yeah you know win it uh, for john yeah they won it for john that's right and Denver has been trying to get back there ever since. No, they did it. Finally. Took Peyton Manning coming over and looting his, tarnishing his reputation. But that's okay. He got another Super Bowl for John Elway. Tarnishing his rep- reputation. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Being a shell of himself. I was going to say, the uh, reputation of being a uh, Hall of Fame GOAT quarterback. A shell of him, of his former self. Hmm. Having to rely on a defense to get him to the Super Bowl. Hey, you know what? And, and the fact that Pete Carroll cannot make a call. I was against the Patriots, I know. But mm-hmm. if I can blame Pete Carroll for something, I will. Yeah, I was going to say uh, the... Uh, another missed opportunity there. You think if the Vikings would have won that uh, championship, they could have they could have beat him. Yep. Yeah. Could be John Elway. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah, the uh, Minnesota team was uh, good that year. Oh, so good. Dante Culpepper, Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. It's a damn shame they lost that. It still upsets me. Oh yeah. <sighs> What could have been? What could have been? Hmm. Yeah, I was here. Cam Newton decided to lay an egg in the Super Bowl there. Super Bowl 50 there. Peyton won it for John. That's right. Cam Newton decided not to show up. 
So how does that make sense of these old divisions? Looking at the uh, final standings <laughs> of what is going on? The Cardinals <laughs> in the East. Yep. The Bucks in the Central. Yep. And the Falcons in the West. Uh-huh. That makes total sense. Yeah, of course it does. What do you? I I I don't know what you're complaining about. What's the problem? What? Uh. You know what I have more of a problem, Travis, than that? What's that? Is that for Super Bowl 50, CenturyLink Field in Seattle, Washington put a bid in to host Super Bowl 50. Seattle, Washington will never host the Super Bowl. Why would you even put a a bid in? You ain't winning anything. No one wants to go to Seattle in February for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Rainy. I was going to say, it'd probably rain. Yeah. Well, I guess you could say you at least tried. I guess I guess that's the whole point is you can you can say to the the fans, "Oh, we tried. We tried to get it here." <sighs> hmm. Super Bowl 50. Uh, what are we at now? 58? 58, I think. Yep, 58. Yep. Two more years. 2013, you had uh, Minnesota put in a bid, um, the Superdome, as well as uh, um, Lucas Oil, but ended up going to Minneapolis that year. Mm. Their new stadium. Super Bowl hasn't been. It's been a while since it's been in Indy, right? Has it ever been in Indy? Oh yeah, I thought so. <clears throat> It's where the Giants beat the Patriots. One That's year. right. Yep. Not the year that they Ended upset the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. team. That yeah. was in Arizona. But um, Eli Manning, the only man who could beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Man. Eh, thank goodness for Eli Manning. <laughs> I appreciate him. I know you did. Someone's got to appreciate Eli Manning. Not just being little brother. I was looking to see him what other what other. I was gonna say I mean have. that's the only in 2012 that was the last time and the only time it's been hosted at Lucas Oil. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. I guess that's college championships that's been there. Yeah, the Big Ten, obviously. Yeah, yeah. 2027 SoFi Stadium again. Levi Stadium again. Yep. Superdome next year. Mm. They're already talking about that this year. See, I was I was looking to see what other uh, um, places place bids. Has Washington placed another bid? Because I'm not seeing it. That's where I was. Hmm. Superdome has held it seven times. Yeah, they're going to hold it again in 2025. I know. They're already excited. They're already talking about it. Yep. Levi Stadium will get it the next year. No, it'll never happen again, but uh, get to the Power Rose Bowl. Get to the Rose Bowl again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'll never happen, though. No, it won't. Let's see. What are some places... That uh, 
Well, here, here's uh, Travis. Here's the specifications to host the Super Bowl. You ready? Yeah, I think we've talked about this before, but must be in a market that hosts an NFL team, so that's why the Rose Bowl is out. Okay. So there's not a there's not an NFL team in Pasadena, and have a minimum of seventy thousand seats. Plus, Travis, where would the clash go? The clash isn't in the Rose Bowl. It's in the Coliseum. Oh, that's true. I thought you meant the Coliseum. No. I meant the Rose Bowl. You meant the Rose Bowl. Okay. The granddaddy of them all. Must have space for the game day experience, a large pregame entertainment area within walking distance of the stadium. And the capacity of the Rose Bowl is 92,000. Must be a minimum of 35,000 parking spaces within one mile of the stadium. That could be a problem. Must be space nearby for the media center as well as the NFL experience and interactive football theme park. <sighs> Minimum number of hotel spaces within an hour's drive. That's what's going to limit Washington from ever hosting a Super Bowl. Same thing with Green Bay. I saw people wanting Green Bay to host Super Bowl because of everything, you know, with it being historic. <laughs> yeah. And there's like two hotels in, nearby. There's exactly. no scene exactly. in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> and it would probably snow, no. 70,000 fixed seats. That includes club and fixed suites during regular season operations. So no, you know, can't have uh, replaceable seats. Hmm. Hard Rock hosted it six times. The Orange Bowl, five times. Rose Bowl, five times, like you said. 93 was the last time. Tulane Stadium did it three times in the early 1970s. Qualcomm, Jack Murphy, Travis did it three. Never going back there. Raymond James. Memorial Coliseum. Rice Stadium. There you go. Go to Rice. Silverdome. Can't go there. Can't believe the Silverdome only had one Super Bowl. One Super Bowl in 1982. (sighs) Sun Devil Stadium. That one surprised me. I mean, yeah, it surprised me. Stanford Stadium. I'm surprised Jacksonville and Detroit have only each hosted one. Mm -hmm. AT&T's only hosted one. Lucas Oil, one. Why are we giving these these other teams, like other stadiums, two already when there's a lot of good places that haven't hosted more than once? Right. Yeah. Eight stadiums, Travis, that host at least one Super Bowl no longer exist. Tulane. Mm-hmm. Tampa. Stanford. The Orange Bowl. Yep. Metrodome. Georgia Dome. Silver Dome. San Diego. Mm-hmm. All gone. Gone. Can't be going back there. Nope. Never again. So we're going to go to the new Chicago Stadium. Get ready when it's built. 2028. Yep. Pencil it in. Pencil it in. If they can ever figure <laughs> out where they're building it at, it's gonna be uh, majestic when they finally get it up. Travis, they they they're not gonna figure out where they're building it by twenty twenty eight. Yeah, maybe they might have it figured out by then. We're gonna end up going to Seattle, aren't we? I'm gonna I'm gonna say all this. We're gonna end up being in Seattle for a Super Bowl. No, it's not indoors, is it? It doesn't have a roof. I no. don't think so. No, 
I, I don't think that'll happen. It's too cold and it might rain. So yeah. I don't oh, know. No, it rained in Jacksonville. I mean, they haven't been back since, but isn't that the one that was uh, Bears and Colts? No, that was at the Dolphins. Oh, it was in Miami. Old still rain. I mean, stadium. Yeah. Every time, every rain. time you're in Florida, you have a fifty chance percent chance of rain. Yeah, it was raining. So, I get rain during uh, the but when the Buccaneers were there against the Chiefs, didn't it rain? I heard uh, of it during COVID. Yeah. COVID yeah, I was gonna say. I think maybe there might have been some weather. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't but. remember. Well, that's a uh, trip down a Super Bowl lane that I didn't know that we were going to take. Where, where, is, where would you like to see the next Super Bowl held? Like, we know the ones that are upcoming, and I know you said Chicago, but stadiums that are standing right now that could do it. Is there is there a place? I, I still say Indy. Mm-hmm. But knowing Indy's only hosted one makes me really question if it didn't go well and they don't want to go back. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I mean, there's no real... Detroit? With the rise of the Lions? Yeah, I don't know if they maybe. want everyone to come to Detroit. Yeah. And who knows? They might be uh, back to irrelevancy by 2028. That's the next available uh, one. I don't know. There's no real uh, are, one besides the Rose Bowl that I want them to go back are to. Are we ever going back to another cold weather Super Bowl. We had the one in New York. Would we yeah, do it again? Yeah, they've only done that once, so I doubt it. If there was one place he would do it, it would be Chicago. If Chicago doesn't get a dome, well, yeah, for the media, say, uh, Chicago. If that new stadium uh, ends up happening, yeah, I could for sure seeing yep. that the next available uh, spot, it would go to that. Yep. Yep. And I mean uh, Tennessee with their new stadium. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they that'll should, probably get a Super Bowl. At some that'll point. come, and if Buffalo uh, builds a new stadium with a dome, with a dome, uh, potentially you could see it go there as well. Is Buffalo Buffalo a big enough hub? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it make uh, meets some of that criteria. Yeah. Uh, there, but I know Nashville is. Nashville would be. Oh, Nashville for sure. And I Slam think they down. go back. I think they go back to Dallas within ten years. Yeah, it's crazy they've only done it once. Yeah, the new at Jerry's World. Hmm. Yeah, college does it all the time, but Super Bowl has only been there once. Which again, I think college bowls should move around like the Super Bowl more often. But yeah, specifically the national title. Nope, we gotta stick to tradition. Yep. Yep. In college. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so uh, that will do it uh, for us here on the uh, show today. We are going to call her a day, and hopefully you do too, and we'll be uh, back for you tomorrow. And until then, thanks for listening, uh, thanks for downloading, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace out. Peace out.